People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit redbarninc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, everyone. All I can say is I hope this works. (laughs) I get on this morning. Last week, I couldn't get on at all. This week, I've tried something else called Direct Connect. They have changed this. I was never notified there was going to be a change. And so I tried it, and then it, it disconnected me several times automatically after telling me it was going to, the show would start. So now I um, tried calling right at the start of the show, and it seems like I'm on, which is great. Um, the other way we did it, you, would, you could sign in 15 minutes before the show. Well, this one I think you have to sign in right at the moment or you have to call. So I'm just hoping it's working. Anyway, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are. I just I couldn't wait for the show today, which is sort of my norm, but it's just exciting every time the show comes. And huh, so I hope everyone is well. I know that I'm doing really well. Right now, I want to first just begin to say, if somebody wants to call in, I keep forgetting to give the call-in number because not very many people do call in. But if you do want to call, it's 646-668-8565. And feel free to call in. If I don't respond to you right away, just keep on line and I will get to you. I usually wait for some sort of break. Uh, and there's always breaks here and there, so no worries. Just call in if you like, 646-668-8565. If you want to send me an email, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Either one will get to me, and I will definitely respond. Now, before we get to uh, today, I do want have some feedback. I have some feedback on the healing I did for Tina and also for the energy of hope that this, both of these were done last week. Um, I don't know if you guys remembered, but Tina was really miserable in her job. There was a coworker that was making her life there very unhappy and it was going on for years. And she was transferred to another site for a job for three months and that coworker wasn't there and she really enjoyed her job. But then she did have to come back to the original Place and it, it was all back, all the misery of being there with that coworker. So I did a healing on her, uh, and then I went on and I gave information and or before the healing for Tina, I gave information on Hope, and she gave me Tina wrote back very sweetly wrote back and gave me feedback on both of those things. So I'm going to let you know what she said. She said. Um, 
I wanted to give you feedback for the healing you did for me. I wasn't able to listen to it live, but I did listen to it in the evening of the podcast, uh, on podcast. As the live show was going on around 11 a.m., she, of course, Tina was at work. That's why she couldn't listen live. She said, I started feeling tired, cold, and had goosebumps. And when I listened to it in the evening and was able to do the healing with the energy of hope, I felt lighter. I felt like there was a change, a shift. The following day, I had a chance to speak with my coworker, and the healing seemed to change her too. She apologized three times during our conversation. Now, for those of you who did hear last week, the I did a healing on Tina, and then I, I ended up doing a little bit. It wasn't a big major thing on the coworker, but I did do something on the coworker. I can't remember exactly what, but both of them were addressed. And I do remember feeling that the coworker would have a change. I saw an amazing shift for her, actually. Um, you'll have to listen to the show to, to hear what I said. But when I read this thing that she apologized three times, I'm thinking, wow, you know, maybe I wasn't completely crazy in what I got uh, during the healing. Anyway, she said, uh, everything you describe in the healing about the altered reality, part of me was point on the anger, the frustration, the hopelessness, and the unjust. I'm hopeful that the healing will help me move forward and be successful in all aspects of her life. Because actually the healing for her, she wanted more than just the job healing. She wanted healing in all aspects. We, as I recall, we just addressed the job thing, but as you guys know by now, whatever we're working on, if it's related to the job, by neutralizing and dissolving and shifting and changing the, those energetics, we're, it's going to affect our life in every area. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, too, for Tina. Then she says, in the beginning of your show, you were talking about how we can heal others by connecting to the network and sending out the energy of hope. For those of you who, I'm not going to repeat it, but for those of you who didn't listen to last week, it was fabulous. And honestly, I've been using this, this network myself this week a lot. And it is, it's been great. I mean, it's hard to know when you're working on people that you don't know or in situations or conditions that you have no, you, you can't really know if there's any results, but boy, the energy that you tap into is really powerful. And I used it on myself a couple of times even. So, you know, I would encourage you guys to listen to last week if you haven't yet. Anyway, she says, it's happened so many times that my sister and me are watching the news and there's so much hopelessness. And we wonder how we can help while we're sitting on our couches and not out there physically helping. The information you shared about pausing the TV at that very moment and sending hope was a great tool you gave to us to be able to do our part too and not feel helpless. So that was, that's great. And I, I'm thrilled because that's the kind of thing I've been doing. I mean, we all went through the, that we're all suffering and hurting for the, those people in Orlando that got killed or wounded and all the friends and the family of those people are just, you know, really suffering. The whole world is sending so much support and love to everyone in Florida or wherever they may be because it was just such a tragedy. And, of course, we've all listened to the or seen online or whatever the news stories about it over and over again. And I've been tapping into that network and sending hope for everyone uh, 
for my, by my, you know, myself and hopefully some others of you are also doing it because that was, um, it's really hard for all of us to, to, to process and, and to take, uh, especially after there've been so many of these kinds of things, it's really painful for everyone. Um, it, it touches all of us so deeply. Anyway, I'm so I'm glad that she and Claudia have moved into uh, doing that. Claudia is her sister, and I'm doing healing on Claudia today. So the, but let me just finish. Oh, yeah, she says, I read the altered reality chapter and have two questions. First, do I have other altered realities, known and unknown, that I need to work on? Second, do I need now to go in and clear the astral as well? She says, because I really don't want those things to come back after the clearing you've done. And the the answer is, and I wrote her back and uh, said yes on both accounts. We all carry many thousands and tens of thousands of altered realities. There's always more in there. And that's exactly what we're working on. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. When we do the dissolving, we do the clearing. I don't always talk about the altered realities, but... I mean, I rarely talk about them because it's just one more term to describe one more aspect of how it works in our thought form bodies. I I don't, you know, I I kind of, it's not that it's wrong information or not, or, and it's not that it isn't important, but there's just so much to discuss and there's so much vocabulary. There's so much, so many words. And I don't want to overwhelm people because the words can be overwhelming when in fact, that's what we're working on when we're neutralizing. We're actually neutralizing the elements of altered realities. And if you have a thousand altered realities in there that carry fear, when we're working on fear, we're working on the fear that's carried in at least some of those altered realities, maybe not all of them. It depends on what our intent is and how we're approaching it. But yes, we do have to continue to work on the altered realities and we also need to work on the astral. And I did want to give all of you, because I actually went in and checked. You're going to be really proud of me because I don't normally do this um, because I'm so ridiculous. Uh, But anyway, I did two altered reality shows last year. Uh, One, I mean, two shows on the Astro last year. One on July 28, 2015, and the other on September 2nd, 2015. And I'm mentioning this because there's some people who may not have heard those shows, uh, may not understand fully what's going on with the astral and why it's so important for us to do the neutralizing. And so again, 728.15 and 9.215. I also did a show on altered realities. And I think in my response to Tina, I said, oh, I'm thinking about doing a show on altered realities. (laughs) Didn't remember I already had. So that show is on September 23rd of 2015. So if you want to know more about what altered realities are, how they work in our energetic field, uh, keep in mind these are soulless and mindless. They're just energies. They, they encompass emotional response energy. They encompass thoughts, uh, habits, you know, information, whatever information we've thought. Because everything, remember, every thought that we have is being held in that in our energetic field. So all those thoughts create these altered realities. And so that's a really great show for you to listen to, uh, 923.15. So 
So I don't need to repeat the show on altered realities. I was really glad I did check that. <laughs> uh, I was actually checking for the astral, and then I thought, oh, I did a show on altered realities already. So I'm not do that again. Anyway, so that's the scoop. And I thank Tina from the bottom of my heart for giving me that feedback and letting the listeners know what's going on with her. Uh, any kind of follow-up, it would be great. I do hope that the the situation with a coworker will continue to improve or at least not get any worse and that other things will begin to shift in your life. Uh, very, very important. Okay. Now, the true meaning of destiny, guys. Now, you're going to get a kick out of this one. I really think you're going to get a kick out of this one uh, in a good way. Now, the higher selves, Oh, well, before I start this, I just want to say I am going to be doing a healing on Claudia. Now, Claudia wrote me with three major patterns. And by the end of reading her email, I was on the verge of tears for her because I just could feel so deeply the issues that were going on with her. So... I'm going to read you that email when we get to the healing part. I'm going to read it to you. But I told her that I would do a healing for her over the next three radio shows. Now, I've never done this before, but she sent me three issues. And far be it for me, I would never have been able to figure out which one to actually address because they are all, they're all big issues. And you'll see. So in my mind... I'm thinking I'll address one issue per show. However, you never know with the higher self, they may come in and address all three issues in each show, but just going to deeper layers or something. I I really don't know what they're going to do, so we'll wait and see. In any case, um, I am going to be doing that for Claudia. And so we'll just see how it turns out. Anyway. It doesn't mean that any of you that want to email me to at Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com that you can't write in a request because maybe I'll do two healings on a show instead of doing the fifth dimensional information first. I might, um, you know, just do two healings. So don't feel shy. If you want me to address an issue that you, you have, please write me, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Okay. So, now, back in 1986, toward the end of the year, the higher selves came in, and this is uh, information that Joan Culpepper brought in, and explained that we, meaning those of us who were hearing this information at the time, but also the, in general, we, uh, the, (laughs) um, meaning all of us, that we often misinterpret what destiny really implies. And they said as a result of that, there's a tendency for us to limit ourselves. Now, their concern is that we're going to limit our destiny. And not so much that we won't, follow our destiny, but that we're going to limit it. And, and actually, I, I started chuckling when I reread this a, a couple of weeks ago, in, you know, trying to, as I've been doing, rereading a lot of stuff to figure out 
how, what uh, I'm going to talk to you about, I started chuckling because so many of us, it's trying to figure out what the destiny is in the first place. Even one thing for some of us would feel, hey, that, that's, <laughs> that's my, one of my biggest questions for people that come to my meetup group or in private sessions. Uh, what is my destiny? So many people want to know what their destiny is. So I was sort of chuckling when I was realizing that their big concern is not that we don't figure it out, but that we limit the destiny and we do this limitation based on a misunderstanding. Now, a misunderstanding of what? Well, the basic misunderstanding is that we have one destiny, that we've come in to do one thing. Okay. Now, for me, um, now when I'm rereading it, the information really spoke to me because, of course, I now have some history on my process of my destiny. Now, when I first met Joan Culpepper, I was like everybody else, what is my destiny going to be? What is it? What is it? What is it? And for at least a year, I think, the higher self didn't tell me. They finally said, okay, it's going to be something. Maybe they told me it was something creative, but they didn't tell me what. Yeah, that's right. They said it would be something creative. Well, I went off and I tried a thousand different creative things. I tried photography. I thought about going into acting. I tried uh, artwork. I, I mean, I tried, took some singing lessons. I mean, I really didn't know what, what creative meant. So, I was very frustrated. I kept going back and saying, can't they narrow the field a little bit? And uh, so finally they did tell me that I was supposed to, that I had chosen to do artwork. Now for someone who felt like I was as creative as a rock, artwork seemed very daunting to me. I didn't take art past the second grade. And so I really had no clue. And um, I think they only told me that it would be artwork because I was whining about it so much to Joan. I don't know what my destiny is supposed to be, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, trust me when I say I can relate the desire for so many to know where they're going and what they're supposed to be doing. But in any case, the once they told me it was artwork, they gave me the, the fifth dimensional techniques on how to do the catalytic art, and I just dove right in and devoted myself to the art. Uh, it always felt like homework to me, though. This was what so was so interesting. I mean, you hear about people who are writers or artists or singers or any kind of uh, have any kind of artistic bent, and they can't. They don't feel like they're themselves. They don't feel normal unless they're doing the creating and I just kept hearing about I mean I knew about the the creative drive and I kept looking for it oh my gosh why don't why is it homework to me why is it a chore I still did it because I've always done my homework don't you know uh, I still did it I devoted myself to it and it expanded and grew and everything was good but I knew because I wasn't feeling that creative you know, the need to, to be creative, I realized there was resistance. And so I started working on the fear of commitment. Now, 
I've talked about fear of commitment on the show before, and I do want you all to understand that this is a major, major thing we all need to be working on dissolving and neutralizing. We may not feel like we are afraid of doing our destiny because in this day and age, in this world, you know, we don't get hung or burned at the stake for being witches or psychics. Uh, If we're talking to, you know, souls who've laid aside the body, we get put on TV and made movie, you know, we get a movie made about us. We don't get put in prison and tortured and, and beaten to death. So, but we've done, we've had all of those things. All of us have had all of those things in many, many lives. And so over time, we've built up this fear of commitment. And the fear of commitment really is amazing how it holds back because, because it's not in our conscious mind, it operates sort of passive aggressively. You have a door that opens to you and you walk through the door because consciously you want to do it, but unconsciously you're afraid of walking through that door and you keep throwing up problem after problem after problem, issue after issue to get you to consciously stop, turn around and go back or to start to feel like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this because look at all the issues that come up. And and so that's how we do it. It's this very passive aggressive thing because we're not doing it consciously. It's the unconscious fears of stepping out into the destiny because of all the times we've been so hurt, so wounded, killed off, et cetera, that those fears, that fear of the destiny is operating at the unconscious level. It is passively, aggressively, really kicking us in the butt when we're trying to take a step forward. So I've learned over time, just trust me on this. This is an absolutely essential uh, element of fear we need to be working on. So anyway, that's what I did. I thought, well, the reason why I'm not feeling this creative session, like many people talk about, is because it's that passive aggressive. It is the part of me that's afraid of committing. So I did work on that, and it did help. Uh, the, the real chore part of doing the artwork certainly passed. I can't say that I've ever really jumped in uh, and with the kind of obsession that you hear about that some artists have, but I do get tremendous enjoyment, tremendous fulfillment, and I really move to loving the process. Uh, you know, it's night and day different now. So, but anyway... To get back to this topic of today, and I had to give you that little background so that that I could continue with the topic, I started with Joan in 83. I probably learned about the artwork in 84. So I'm doing the artwork. We didn't have the information yet until the end of 86 that about this, it isn't just one thing. We really actually have more than one thing. Uh, that we can be doing. Um, anyway, because the misunderstanding we have is that many many of us think, well, we've come in to do one predominant area or another. And of course, every individual, that area or what they think that area is would be different. It would, could be teaching, uh, acting, art, healing, counseling, music, whatever. It can be, do, it can be you know, being a politician. It could be anything. But the overall aspect of the destiny 
in its purest essence for the fifth dimensional that are here that we have returned to to do the mission we have come in to do is to help accelerate the evolutionary movement of all of the four lower kingdoms, the mineral, plant, animal, and human, okay? So we've come in with this very deep service commitment, that dedication to this mission. And this not only allows us, but it, it really behooves us then to become more freely open to the idea that there are many aspects of the destiny and not just one. Okay, so that's the key here. There's a misunderstanding often that there's just one thing. And the key is that that limits us. We need to just entertain, at least at first, the idea that there are many things, that we're here to service as many arenas as we can. Now, once we move and accept that idea, we can tap into the unlimited nature that we carry and just having that concept holding it instead of locking out the idea that we can do more than one thing and just saying this, whatever this might be for you. Uh, and this is the only thing I should be doing that locks out a lot of the ability that we would have to tap into the incredible unlimited nature that we have. I mean, we are, we have so much, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. So basically, the journey I was on sort of happened accidentally because the artwork, which I could have interpreted as the destiny and the only thing I needed to do, the good news was because it felt like homework, I followed other things that Joan was teaching and showing and explaining, all of her workshops, uh, for example, one of the things I loved was the idea of being a healer. So I took the healing workshop, the fifth dimensional techniques for healing. I took also the contact workshop. It wasn't very long. It was a short-lived workshop. But I took that. I took the, the one um, that was offered on Jane and Company, which was dealing with entities that were attached to people in body, those who had laid aside the body were attached to people in body. And that whole thing was so incredible. And as you know, that's going to be my third book. Uh, anyway, so I was following the things I loved while doing my homework, okay? It wasn't until, as I said, three or four years later that I became, where this information about being unlimited and that was exciting to me. I remember hearing this way back when, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm on the right track without even knowing. And it was simply situational at that point was that my, the idea of the artwork was so much like homework back then. Anyway, so I want to encourage you all to think about this unlimited nature now, of course, now you see that I've tapped into a lot of things. You know, I, I, I do the teaching thing. I do the teaching thing on the radio and my meetups. I do the healing thing. I do the artwork thing. And I don't talk about the artwork that much, but 
because I spent so many years developing it, this is sort of automatic pilot for me now. But in any case, uh, I'm, I've now created some beautiful scarves with my artwork and cups, and I put it on the cover of my book, my first, my second book, Soul Psychology. And I continue to unfold, you know, now I'm going to be doing the video radio show. I'm going to be producing and hosting that and it starts next week. Yeah, on the 21st. And so there's, you know, I'm writing books. I'm, I'm a communicator. So the, the doors keep opening. The, I'm tapping into many, many things, not just one thing. Now, for me, it, as I said, it was accidental, but I want to encourage you all to, to think about your destiny as multifascinated. Multifaceted, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, um, because we have such an unlimited nature, guys. We, everyone has it because we all carry the pure soul essence. And I have to say probably in the last one to three or four years, I've become much more conscious about the unlimited nature and much more. I mean, a lot of it is this radio show because honestly, it's been the motivational source to go back and reread the material. It's not that you forget the material, you remember it so well often, but there was so much material that it's not at the forefront of the conscious mind. So the last maybe three, four or five years, Rereading the material has been such a help to bring to consciousness this unlimited nature. And it, it, it's, I, I have to emphasize it over and over and over again to you guys. Uh, remember, this is superhero school. Remember, I'm going to be bringing so many different ideas, concepts, techniques, tools uh, to all of you because. That's what helps us become unlimited, but it's really up to you guys to take it away and begin to use them. Now, you can't use everything. I I told you that the higher self almost every week in that Wednesday group would come up with something new and you just get to the point where you think, I can't, I can't hold on to it all. But the fact of the matter is it's all in there somewhere and you use what you do think of and you'd be surprised when you have a situation and suddenly something you haven't used for weeks or months comes back to mind, oh my gosh, this would be really good then. So once you have those tools, even if you don't use them all the time or every week or even every month, they're there. There's, they're part of a, a toolbox, so to speak, that you can dip into and grab whatever tool is needed in the moment. So, So what's happened for me is that I've worked really hard um, to neutralize and dissolve that fear of commitment. I pulled into the conscious mind the idea that I am unlimited. And so when the doors open, it's, I walk through them. I don't always know where they're going to lead. I almost never know where they're going to lead, but I found that I, just have a hard time not walking through because the if there's a door there I don't want to close a door I don't want to put up a wall or a barrier 
it just doesn't feel right to me. And so you just be surprised what doors, and sometimes it can, there can be stress, because I said, you know, we have this passive aggressive little fears going on, and mine is so greatly reduced, because I've worked so well on it, so long and well and intensely on it. It's greatly reduced, but once in a while I say, I think that little piece of stress has to do with more fear of commitment raising its ugly head, and I go in and work on it again. But I find, I have found that the fear is getting so much less. And that's what I want for you all. Now, on this planet right now, the majority of fifth dimensionals that are incarnate in the human facade form are slowly, some, sometimes subtly and, and sometimes very, but always powerfully into the area of consciousness of their higher reality within and this is really what this show is about, to help us all reach into the consciousness of all that we are, of all that we're capable of. Because this kind of expanded consciousness about who we are in the higher reality allows us more easily to tap into those higher resources that we carry. And the higher resources of the fifth dimensional nature, the sixth dimensional aspects, and of the pure soul essence, which is, of course part of the originating source of all there is. So we can manifest in this reality much more expansion. Uh, we can do more than one thing at, at a time and serve many, serve in many different ways. The, our purpose, our mission, our, um, the, our reason d'etre, so to speak, that I don't know, my French accent sucks, but anyway, you know what I mean. The reason that we're here, which is to help the four lower kingdoms uh, accelerate their evolutionary uh, progress. And we're all doing that. And we have been tremendously helpful, even though it seems very slow. And we wonder, oh my God, you know, are we really doing anything? And we really are. So now, I do want to say, again, that the fifth dimensionals are more evolutionarily intelligent than fourth straight fourth, dimension, fourth dimensionals, but I never, ever in a million years would say this or present this idea that we are some sort of elitist group or that, you know, we should be egotistical about it or feel ourselves better in any way than anyone else. It is simply essential to bring to the conscious mind, to all of our attention, that what we carry at that fifth dimensional level is so far beyond what we can comprehend in the mind of our human facade pattern. It, it's, it's so much bigger. And it's important to have consciousness that there is so much more that we have access to. And it's not only that, it's, it's to be able to, by able to, by being able to access it, we bring so much more to help others, so much more wisdom, so much more, many more tools that we need to fulfill the destiny and to help the four lower kingdoms. And to go one step further, there isn't a single interplanetary or a fifth dimensional carrying that dual soul nature on this planet or any other planet that doesn't carry the power of the miraculous 
Yes, there isn't one of us that isn't able to do that. But the secret is we first have to realize in our human minds that the power of the miraculous does indeed exist and that we carry it within us and that we are awakening to it. And just having those concepts within our mind and becoming comfortable with them and moving to accept them more and more is going to allow us to get closer and closer to tapping into that. Uh, We want to move from the mundane world pattern that we have, as successful as we may be in the mundane world pattern, we have a very expanded uh, spiritual pattern, so to speak. We have a tremendous destiny. Now, so um, again, too often we can lock into the idea that destiny uh, that, that there's one thing and this is my destiny and this is how I'm going to serve the humanities. And by, by thinking that way, we're locking into something that limits us. It, it's just important that we, to expand our thinking. This is what the higher selves are helping us do. They're bringing these ideas and concepts to us I'm sharing them with you so that we can all expand the concept of who we are. So often we walk around and we have this sort of self-identities that are very limiting. And I talk about self-identities a lot with the show. But, I mean, for example, I used to say, honest to God, I describe myself as someone who is very inarticulate. I would describe myself as someone who was an emotional basket case. And those were very real self-identities for me, but they certainly would keep me limited. Uh, I'm deathly shy. You know, all of these kind of things, which really were how I described myself to myself and to others for many, many years, decades even, limits us. So anytime we lock into something limited, whether it's self-identities or the idea of what our destiny is, it keeps us limited. And so we are in the process of going through this expansion in the way we think um, to expand our perspective, to expand our thinking. Uh, Because our commitment and our destiny, our, our mission to help humanities and the other kingdoms is, is, absolutely uh, uplifting, fulfilling, desired. I mean, it is so important. And none of us would be here if we didn't have that desire deep down. But we, we do want to be careful not to limit ourselves. So as I keep saying, there may be one thing that comes up for you at first Maybe you're a writer and suddenly you're moving into and becoming successful at writing. But maybe something is triggered as you're writing and you think, wow, you know, maybe I want to do some directing or maybe I want to do some acting or maybe I want to do some singing or maybe I want to do some, uh, I want to work at at the local soup kitchen or I want to work with the homeless or I want to uh, whatever. I want to start a blog about some 
real interest that I have that I just want to share with the world. Remember that everything that we touch as fifth dimensional takes in that energy. So you can be writing a blog about cooking and you are giving your energy out to the internet, out to everybody who takes a look at it. You are, we're spreading the energy, this, this high frequency, fifth dimensional energy that we carry with everything that we touch. It's not just about going out there and doing what I do, for example, teaching this stuff. If, if everybody was a teacher of these philosophies, the humanities would be completely turned off. Thank goodness there's way more ways to work a destiny than what I do. There are people who dedicate their lives to animals in a million ways. Well, animal, animals are part of the four lower kingdoms. Plants, people who are farmers, people who nurture, who grow, who develop, who um, work with, you know, creating new breeds of roses or something. I mean, there is no right and wrong here. What you feel passionate about, you are sharing your energy. And so we are unlimited, and it doesn't have to be some big thing like what I do at, at, at all. It doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, you may be somebody who's just in community and you do something at the library, you do something, you know, you volunteer your time at the local hospital or whatever. All of those things are so powerful and help in every way because we are, whatever we touch moves our energy out into the world and allows souls around us on any level to partake that energy to take it in at their soul level, whatever they need, whatever they're ready for. And even if they're not quite ready for it, they can take it in and it gets used when, as, they get, as they get ready. So, now, okay, let me see, what am I missing here? Well, all right, so here's the deal. Remember, that what we're doing actually is tapping into what we already carry. There are gifts and talents we already carry. There's knowledge and wisdom that we already carry. We're moving into, a, we're going through a state of awakening. And by listening to the show and utilizing the techniques and the tools that I provide, you are actively cooperating with the awakening energy. You are facilitating and accelerating your own awakening. And because I do the show, I'm doing the same thing for me. Thank you very much. I so appreciate you guys. I cannot tell you uh, because I've been rereading this material off and on for the last four or five, six years. Because of the show, it has expanded and accelerated my own awakening. I'm still in process. I still have a long way to go. We all do. But remember that that's where we're going. We're in a state of awakening. And we have all that we carry already that helps us. Now, some, some of us might say, well, of course, I could build a bridge, the best bridge in the world, but I'd first have to go to school and get some sort of degree in engineering and it, to be able to do that. Now, that's a silly, ridiculous example. But this is one way that our fourth dimensional, our human minds limit us. Oh, I could be a healer, but I've got to go get a certificate. I've got to go get a uh, 
I got to go to class for a year or whatever. And we limit ourselves because that's what we think. That's, of course, we think that way. There's no shame in thinking that way. We think that way because that's what the society has, for the most part, required or encouraged forever. So, but the higher self want to point out that at the fifth dimensional level, at our totality level, we carry the most effective bridge builder, builder, we're all the most effective bridge builder, we're all a bridge builder on the planet, every individual, by building a great bridge, it's to build bridges of understanding, to build bridges across which people can meet and, and communicate, to build bridges of energy, so that in the overall humanitarian power uh, pattern, we can use all of that energy uh, that we carry and into the world. So it isn't about that we have to go back to school and get a degree or five or a certificate or five. Sure, if there's something you want to do that requires that because there are certain requirements, then maybe you do have to go back to school. I'm not saying, oh, that's just poo-poo and you just go out and build an actual bridge without an engineering degree. That's not going to happen, okay? So there are things like that where we do have to get some sort of degree. We do have to do some sort of uh, schooling. But there is so much that we can all do, so much without requiring us to go back to school or to take some courses. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day who felt that the only way she could do her healing work was to be um, connected to a, an actual medical doctor. And we had a long discussion about it, and she finally came to understand that really what she was doing was she was using a psychic ability there is no uh you know we don't go to jail for being psychics and if you label you're a psychic then people know it isn't medically based and maybe she could do some of her healing without being tied to a medical doctor she was had been with a doctor for a while and she just recently that source had disconnected and she needed to find another doctor and it was putting a cramp in her healing style and i was saying you know really what you do is is a psych has a, has a completely psychic element, and there are medical psychics. There are all sorts of people uh, out there, and maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't that you have to work with a doctor. Maybe you can do something, something, um, you know, just label it what it is, how whatever kind of label you want to use. But she, it was kind of an eye opener for her, and. She was thinking about it a lot after after we hung up, and, and she uh, sent me an email or two afterward. And that's really, um, we all fall into that thing. Oh, well, I can't do this or that because of such and such. And I just want to encourage everyone to think about the expansion. Think about building those bridges. Think about helping with communication. Think about uh, energies that we can send out there. And I've given you guys a ton of tools this year. And in the past, I've given you plenty of tools also, but I've expanded the toolbox much bigger now. <laughs> um, anyway, but the evolutionary movement itself actually is in process. 
of making that major thrust forward, which I have mentioned often on the show. I do talk about it, I believe, in both my books. Uh, it's called The Evolutionary Thrust, that the originating source itself is preparing to take a major step forward and it's gearing up and the energy and as it gears up all the parts of it which is all of the souls that are its aspects we're all part of originating source so all of us are being sped up as well so higher self say in the next 2000 year period the consciousness aspect is going to be expanding not just for the humans but with all dimensions, all of us are being pulled forward. All of us are expanding. And I find this very interesting because I have actually gotten the information from the higher selves that the animal kingdom is expanding in its consciousness. We see on the internet, you know, all those really fun things you see on Facebook or, or you know, you get internet emails from people, uh, YouTube, whatever. You see these things where animals are amazing. Um, they've now realized that fish can recognize faces. And, uh, I mean, oh, my God, that they, they can, and they use that ability to recognize faces in various ways. So, I mean, it's fascinating, and you guys know what I'm talking about. And the higher self gave me the information that it isn't just that we're now beginning to realize it. It is that there has been, just like with humanities, there has been an expansion in the consciousness already um, within the animal kingdom, within all the kingdoms. We just can't recognize it in the plant kingdom, I think, in the mineral kingdom. But there is an expansion going on everywhere. And so now when we see all these different uh, animal species helping one another and caring for one another and all the consciousness that seems to be coming to the forefront where animals are, are aware of death of themselves, you know, being able to recognize themselves. There's a lot of expansion going on. And it's just going to continue, guys, continue. So at, at, at some point, and it's coming up, I don't know when, we're going to be living in the reality where we're all connected to that pure soul essence 24-7. That's what we're working toward now. I've talked about that. But it'll be more than anywhere in the universe, known and unknown, have um, – there'll be more consciousness on all these levels because we're all moving through that evolutionary thrust or being pulled right along with that evolutionary thrust. So, of course, they encourage, the higher self always encourage us to uh, be as conscious as possible about our unlimited capacity. Um, they did suggest that we could step into the center of whatever we see as our destiny. So if you're someone who kind of thinks, oh, my destiny is to be a, a singer or a musician or a political consultant or whatever, uh, all of those are absolutely fine and great. But they, the higher self asks us to stand in the center of whatever we think our destiny is up to this point of time. And then invite or ask for doors to open and see if you can see what else is out there. What other aspects of the pattern um, 
could be part of, could become part and um, take more of your focus, uh, you know, to be part of the destiny. They want us to practice unlimitedness so you could move into the center, you know, do the amalgamation always, move into the center of that destiny pattern. Like for me, I would move into the center of being an artist, a catalytic artist, and I would just stand in the center and then I would call in divine unlimited or something like the divine expansion or divine totality aspect. These are just words, but you know what I'm saying. You can use whatever words you want. Please call in the divine nature, though. Make it divine and also call it into your pure soul essence. Remember, be sure to be amalgamated. We want to call those divine energies into the pure soul essence so that we are creating from the inside out. And then I want you just to stand there, and I would just stand in the center of that quote unquote, destiny of being an artist and watch it expand and watch it move out and touch. And just literally talking about it, I can see tendrils of the artwork going out and uh, I move into communities where I can talk through artwork, communicate with kids, for example, in artwork and move into a community where you are sharing your energy or I would be. And I actually did this. So it's, what, and it's an easy example to see, but I saw the these tendrils of energies coming from the artwork. I saw it going into stores. I saw it going, you know, you can see where it can lead you. And it starts as, then you get really involved with the kids and you end up becoming uh, an advocate for um, children who are orphaned or in the foster system or whatever. And you end up expanding your your quote-unquote destiny into some other, un, at first glance, unrelated. Well, at first glance, it looks related, but it moves and it then becomes seemingly unrelated. But it's all part of the bigger picture. So that's what the higher self suggests. Um, and I do want you to understand that when you have this big box of tools, these these this unlimited capacity and you develop many parts of yourself, many gifts and talents, you, you can pull, it, whatever, wherever you are, whatever you're doing in the moment, you can pull out one of those tools. And I mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier. You may have some, somebody come to you or you move into a situation, you're at a party or you're wherever, and somebody comes to you with an issue or problem, maybe you just pull out of that place of deeper knowledge and deeper understanding, not telling them what to do, but offering them maybe a possible insight or a possible approach or a possible this or that. Remember, you know, we're there to shine the light. We're not there to save anyone. We're there to shine the light and provide uh, whatever they may need. Um, but everyone is responsible for themselves. They're their own directing identities. So it isn't about us jumping in and saving people. Maybe you, you run into somebody who needs a healing of sorts and you can utilize the healing techniques, the tools that I've given you over these months uh, and years. You can utilize the healing techniques that you do on yourself, on someone else. Maybe it needs something um, for example, sometimes I'll hear about somebody who's ill and I will send them a one of my catalytic art pictures. 
they don't know. It looks like a greeting card. They don't know that it's got healing energy in it for whatever is going on with them. They aren't someone that would be interested in hearing me talk about the work or even able to do the work or get the focus of attention to do the work, but I provide them with the energy with the, with the catalytic art greeting card. Somebody else might play a song. Somebody else might read them a story. It, it doesn't matter how we process the energies that we carry. It isn't about that. It's that we move into the understanding that we have a lot to give. We come really, really well equipped to help others in a myriad of ways. And if the one destiny that you think you have doesn't help three out of five people, it doesn't mean that you can't expand so that you can help four out of five or five out of five. That's really what the higher selves are trying to get us to understand. Now, we're all in process. Remember, we're all in process. We aren't. It isn't about rushing. It isn't. There's no stopwatch. It's just committing to ourselves, committing to who we are, accepting who we are, loving who we are, and utilizing all that we carry. And I know everyone out there can do it. And I'm, again, as I say, if I can take some steps forward, you all can too, because trust me, I came from a pretty deep and dark place. As so many of us do that are seekers and searchers, the deep and dark place motivates us to move forward. So I know I'm in good company. And I just want to keep encouraging you that we can all get to the other side. And it isn't about accomplishing everything before we get the step out of it. We progress. We, we have process and we progress step by step by step. So we're always showing shifts and changes. And that's the greatest thing ever. You know, we don't have to wait till the final neutralization or the final uh, part that's dissolved of a pattern. We, before we show any shift, we're going to show it all along the way, which is (sighs) what I love. Okay. So I think one last thing that the higher self talked about in this particular article that I read or this particular transcription of the, workshop that Joan gave this information in was they wanted us to picture in our heads a symbol of a flashing multifaceted diamond. Now, you know, I've been in the healings, I've been moving toward using that diamond symbol. We've had that diamond symbol from the higher self from the beginning. And the the two pyramids, four-sided pyramids, base to base, we've had that symbol. I used it almost exclusively it's in my first book even almost exclusively in the first few couple three four years I don't know exactly then I moved away from it and now it's back and now the higher south are having a see that diamond that multifaceted diamond within symbolically in the center of our heads and this is a symbol of the highest state of perfection that we can reach and they want us to see it, feel it, sense it, know it, that we are the diamond, okay? So many of us believe we're lumps of coal on the way to being the diamond, but they want us to accept 
that we already are and we have been the diamond this whole time. We just couldn't see it. We couldn't accept it. And it still can be hard to see it and accept it. So I, I just, there's no judgment about if it's difficult to see it, but they want you to work with that symbol within the center of your head. So when you amalgamate, you can work on that destiny thing, or you can, and you can, and, or you can work on the seeing the diamond in the center of your head and just sit with that and call in divine acceptance and divine uh, knowing and divine expansion. And we want to become all that we are. We already are that. It's not about becoming. We want to accept that and be that diamond. And we, it's hard to be the diamond if we still carry limiters. So simultaneously, it is really important always to work on neutralizing all of our energetic field. And let's be the power of miraculous. We carry it. We are it. We can do it. We just need to commit to the self. And whether it's a few minutes a day or a few times a day or three times a week, how often that we can get in and do some of this work, we're going to accelerate our own awakening and our own movement into processing and manifesting our destiny on many different levels. Okay, so that's that. Oh, I have to drink a little water here. Now, I'm going to go on to Claudia, and she has some issues and some patterns that many of us can relate to. This is a great, going to be a great healing for all of us to partake in. I want all your help for her. Now, of course, we're all part of the network that I talked about last week, and I have a feeling that is going to come into play. Claudia, for one, needs that network of hope that we set up. I mean, the network can carry any energy, but we did it under the auspices of hope, spreading hope all over the planet. And so we're going to for sure be using that. Remember that we're all part of that network. We all feed it and we all can benefit from it. So it's a give and take kind of thing. All right, so let me read to you what Claudia says, and I think you'll see how she carries elements that we've all, if we don't feel it now, we have felt it, or we know many people that have felt it, so it's part of the human condition, and she just happens to have it maybe in an extreme manner, uh, but not necessarily any more extreme than somebody else, so Our hearts are going out to her, but we can utilize it, guys. All of us can utilize the healing for Claudia uh, to work on ourselves. So, okay, she says, first, most important thing I would love to heal is the fact that I feel extremely tired all the time. I'm even tired of saying I'm tired. This has been my life for about eight years. I've gone to every doctor, Eastern and Western, and no one can figure out what's wrong with me. The issue has caused me to withdraw myself from going out and doing things I love. It's one of my biggest issues I face every day. Okay. That is the first issue, and that is pretty upsetting. 
Uh, we've all had periods where we're exhausted. And so to have that for eight years, that's mind boggling. And I'm, you know, we really want to go in there and get, get something. We want to find something that's going on there. So I, my, my work cut out for me. The second thing is last year she was going to work. She, she takes the train and subway to get off, to get there. She says one morning I got off the subway and was walking to work when from behind a man, a homeless man hit me uh, in the head with a large bag of recyclables, glass, cans, and other things. I didn't see the man coming at me since he was behind me. At first I was in shock and didn't understand what had happened. Came running to me. He asked if I was okay, and I told him I was fine. He went off after that man that had hit me, but it was a, but he was long gone. It took a while before I realized the impact and the severity of the assault. That's when I started to cry. He called the police. I guess the security guy called the police, but they said since he ran away, there's nothing they can do. He asked me if I wanted the emergency to be called, and I told him no. I just wanted to get to work. So he had two other security guards walk me to work. Now, this incident has left me with so much fear and lack of trust that every time I'm walking to work and I see a homeless person, I start having anxiety. I have anxiety and fear to the point where I feel helpless. I was never one to be fearful of homeless people. I never saw them as a threat. This incident has been taking its toll on me, and I'm ready to move forward and clear this issue once and for all. Well, basically what she's talking about is she has a form of PTSD, I'd be willing to bet. And it's debilitating. It's affecting her so deeply. And my heart goes out to her and all people that have any kind of form of PTSD. It's, it's just completely, as she talks about it, debilitating. And so that's the second issue. Now, again, I don't know which issue is going to come up when, whether it'll be one per radio show, because I'm going to be doing, as I mentioned, uh, three radio show healings on her. Uh, so I don't know how it's all going to unfold, but I do want to read you the third one. Third, I've worked ever since I was 16 years old. I am what you say, a very, she has a capitalized, responsible person. I have been helping provide for my parents and off and on for my sister and her daughter. I'm there for everyone monetarily and emotionally, and this has taken its toll on me. It's not that I don't love them all, but I feel it's not my responsibility. I did not get married. The right man never presented himself. In retrospect, I'm glad I didn't have children of my own because I don't want the extra responsibility of having to care for more people. You see, I come from a culture where it's expected of you to help the family, but my mom till today, uh, and my mom until today relies on me for everything. Now that I'm here, I think she means in America, but I'm not sure. Some of my choosing. Now that I'm here, some of it isn't my choosing and some because of the culture. I feel stuck. I always feel that there is not enough time for me to do things I love, like spend time with friends, travel, or even move to another state. I own a home that I see, and I feel the burden of the mortgage is even too much. Sometimes I just want to sell the place and go rent something so that this will be the last thing that I have to be responsible for. I'm so torn about what to do next in my life, be responsible 
responsible me would stay and put up with it. But the other me wants to get up and go on vacation for a year and just figure out what's best for everyone concerned. I resist responsibility so much that I didn't even want to write this email. It just seemed like one more thing I had to do. Everything has become a task, a chore, a burden. As I said, it's a laundry list of things. So Claudia is absolutely stuck. And oh my gosh, you know, it's just, it just grabs my heart. And there's, she's not the only one. There's many people out there. We may, the details may look different. The degree may be different, but we've all experienced some, if not all, even maybe worse than this, but we've all experienced elements of this for sure. If not recently, if we're not in it now, we have in the past, or we certainly know loved ones that experience this, but we've explored it in other lives for sure. It is part of the human condition. It's just the way it is. And so we need to go in there, guys, and do a major healing for Claudia. As I said, this will be the first uh, three and uh, I'm, I still have to kind of recover from <laughs> that. It's just hit me, even though it's, I think the third time I've read it, I still am hurting for her. So, but anyway, I want everyone to start just to relax, quiet the mind, find someplace comfortable to sit if you haven't already. And let's just bring that mind's eye in. We're going to just begin as I, as I always do, that you maybe use the technique to follow my voice, just listen to my voice and allow the other things that, that are in your mind. Uh, we want to focus the attention. Remember the focus of attention is the turn on switch. It allows us to work with these very, very powerful divine energies that we carry, that we are and utilize the, um, the energies of the originating source as well. So we want to <clears throat> take a few deep breaths and just quiet the mind. And I want to just begin, and I'm seeing it happen already. I want everyone to begin to focus on that pure soul essence. This is absolutely essential. We need to activate our own pure soul essence. Uh, okay, I'm seeing Claudia and I and everyone else on the wheel, uh, the rim of the wheel that I use so often. Claudia is directly across from me, uh, and everyone else is standing around, but she's highlighted because I guess that it's because I'm doing the healing on her. Uh, but everybody else is around the wheel, and this is people past, present, and future that are part of the show. And I want everyone to begin to really focus on that pure soul essence again, as I said, and I want you to all understand and know as we focus on it, we're expanding it in through and around the totality of the soul process, starting from the time that we were minerals, plants, animals, humans, fifth dimensionals, and returned as facade humans carrying the dual soul nature, we are activating this pure soul essence, encompassing the totality of who we are. We want to work out of that place. We always want to be connected with that pure soul essence. Remember, it's our purest, most perfect, and our most personal point of power. This is 
where we always want to go. And you know me, I don't like the word always and never because the higher self almost never use always and never. But for me, I'm saying we always want to go and become one with that pure soul essence. It helps us operate at the highest level. It helps us bypass the energetics that we carry. It helps us in every way. It can only do right by us. It's only in accord with divine will and our own divine plan and in our own highest ideal. We can never hurt or harm ourselves in any way. And so we want to operate from that pure soul essence level. And I am seeing just a tremendous amount of light being activated all around the the rim of the wheel. Everybody here is doing it. Again, I see Claudia, just a brilliant light, brilliant, brilliant light across from me. She's really being highlighted for me by the higher selves. They're just, and I'm watching her expand her light. It's as if she's growing bigger and bigger. She's so big. It's, wow. It's, it's symbolic. It's not that she's any bigger than anyone else. It's for me to get to give the information that it's your light, Claudia, is beyond brilliant. You have all the ability and all the capability to make the shift for your life, to change these things. And that's where we're going. Okay, so now I'm seeing her actually move into the center of the circle. There's no hub there exactly, but I see the extended sort of beacon that we've all become. And I'm going to, before I move into the healing, I want to move us all into that multifaceted, beautiful, energetic diamond that is symbolic of the purity and perfection totality of the originating source. We want to be working in cooperation with and uh, in cooperation with the originating source, working at the very highest ideal. And this energetic diamond can expand to be as big as it needs to be. It has no limiters whatsoever. And it's encompassing the totality of all of us that are part of this healing past, present, and future. So there'll be people listening to healing tomorrow or the next day, next week, and this is just going to be always present. And it's it's timeless. We're in the forever now moment now. And so I now see the the brilliance of Claudia standing in the center of this diamond. She's blinding me, blinding all of us. It's, it's just amazing. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not too sure exactly okay, the, the, what I keep getting is that this is the power of the miraculous. This is representative of all that she is and she's so unlimited just like all of us are and what I want to do is I want to use have her use some of that incredible brilliant light I mean it is filling my mind's eye it's so brilliant and she has no concept uh, we none of us do of the brilliance of who we are 
And this, this is just, it's out, outrageously amazing, this brilliance. It's just so big, I can't even hold it in my mind's eye. And I want this brilliance that you're carrying to just begin to work on. First, we're going to work on the exhaustion pattern. I don't know. I haven't been led to anything specific. So I'm going to be directed to the exhaustion pattern. And I want this light to find all of the tired, the physical tired, the emotional tired, the psychologically tired, the processing tired, the tiredness that comes from the burdens and the uh, fears and the journey of the soul, especially as the, the facade soul that's carrying the dual soul nature, because honestly, that facade soul has gone through some very, 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 very difficult lives. So this tiredness is timeless. It is, it is part of what you're carrying from the totality of this journey as a, as a return volunteer. Okay. And I'm seeing it's almost like a bug zapper or a something like that. It's the light is going in and finding the issues of tired, uh, the lack of energy issues, the, the, it's, it's the exhaustion because it's the weight. It, okay. The burden of responsibility and is tied in with the tired because the, what is needed to be done to fulfill, maybe not fulfill is not the right word, to carry that burden is so much. And I don't mean just physically, because if you have a lot of responsibility, there isn't a moment in your day that you aren't doing something, okay? Whether it's just working to do your check or maybe supporting your mom or doing things for her, for the household, whatever it is, it is physically exhausting, but there's also the burden of the energetic burden of the belief system that you carry that holds you stuck here. So this energy is moving in to begin to dissolve the belief systems about the burden, about the shoulds. And you actually remind me of me a little bit where, especially when I was a lot younger, the, the, I mean, and still now, but it's better now. So it, it, and we all carry this. Well, I should do my homework. Okay. That's where I immediately go. I should do my homework. Don't want to do it. I'm not interested in that subject or whatever, but I do my homework. It was the same with the artwork. I had to do the homework. The burden is about all the shoulds and have to, the obligations, the requirements, and they have, they come from so many lives. You've been in lifetime after lifetime uh, of rules, hierarchy, musts, have tos, had tos, uh, and some of these were actually related to staying alive. They were actually things that if you didn't do it, you could be exiled or excommunicated or put in prison or uh, killed off or, you know, you lose your ability to put food in your mouth in some way. You're kicked out of the whatever. Uh, so a lot of it was real. It was based on, I mean, 
that's all real, but I mean, it was based on real experiences where these consequences of not doing the must, the rights, the have tos, the obligations, obeying the masters, that if you didn't do it, you would have some serious consequences. And maybe your family also. Maybe if you didn't do it, your children wouldn't eat or they wouldn't have shelter or whatever, or a mother or a father, depending on where you were and whatever lifetimes these were. So what, so what happens is that burden is just huge. And it's based on, as I said, there were those real experiences. So let's use that brilliant light. And I see it moving into the burden. We can't heal. We can't change the past guys, but we can heal the ripple effects that are bringing the problems into this life. And that's what is happening. The light is moving in to heal the ripple effects. And actually, this is, this is so interesting. It's actually tied into the, it's tied into the homeless guy that hit you. It's tied into the whole thing of PTSD. Because in a lot of these lives, you have these unexpected traumas and dramas and the result the the ripple effects from those traumas and dramas, whether it was somebody hitting you or whatever it was, it created this, another element of another ripple effect that's moved into this life and brought in this situation and condition. Um, okay. What was particularly difficult was when you had, you were heavily under the obligations and the burdens of fulfilling those obligations. And then you also, just like in this life, on top of all this exhaustion, on top of the burdens of responsibility, you got hit and took on fear and PTSD and having all this reaction. It adds more to the burden. It's as if you can't get away. It's more than being stuck. You're, you're, you, it, okay. This hit, this attack, it was something that, that mirrors what you have experienced in your journey, in your soul's journey. You've experienced this kind of thing before and you brought it in again, but this time you, it brought you to the point of saying, I just can't deal anymore. I need help. And maybe it was so difficult to write the email, but you did it. You actually did it. And because it was one more thing, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I've actually known you, Claudia, for three or four years, and I've not known this about you. Um, And, but now this, Thing, this thing with a homeless man has brought you to the point where you, it feels like you're going to crack. And so it motivated you to reach out and to get this email. And I know you had some encouragement and help from your sister, but you still step forward. So I want to, this, this light is just tackling all of this. I see you're, especially in the lower part of the body, I just felt a minor earthquake. Very, very minor. Interesting. Um, 
I hope it's not bad somewhere else. You know, it could be really far away, and I can barely feel it, but I just hope it's okay. Anyway, um, I see it in the lower part of your body. It's as if it's a major weight. It's as if it's almost impossible to stand up and walk forward. It's, it's gotten to the point of exhaustion and the point of burden that it's, it's solidified. Okay, it's solidified. It's like you're holding on to cement. Oh, I'm I'm having a hard time really verbalizing it perfectly for you. But I want this light and this light. Remember, first of all, I want to. Okay, okay, okay. The higher selves are. I want you to and everybody around the circle to tap into the using your amalgamated lighted soul process that's amalgamated with the totality of the pure soul essence and the originating source, I want everybody to tap into the network we set up last week, the network of hope. And I'm, I'm watching, it's almost as if the top of the soul process that's so lighted is just like tapping right in, it's like plugging in a light bulb uh, or tapping in, putting a wire, connecting a wire to the network. And I see now the energy of hope flowing into all of us, but I also am particularly um, really seeing it because that's where my focus is flowing into you, Claudia. This energy of hope, because the weight, that solidified weight, that solidified truth, that solidified reality that you have, that nothing can change, that you're always going to be hampered and burdened to the point of such exhaustion at the fear of the hit, the, the, the burden of responsibility, that it feels to me as if there, the hopelessness was completely intense. So where you've tapped into the hope, and the hope is really helping. It's as if you're starting to breathe. It's almost as if you stopped breathing. The weight was so heavy. You're starting to breathe, and, the, and this hope is just moving in and starting to dissolve that cement that solidified truth that this is doomed to be who you are the rest of your life. And it's just eating it away. And I want to put in um, I don't know what I want to put in to tell you the truth. So I'm just going to ask the higher self to uh, put in whatever is needed and necessary for Claudia, I feel like divine healing is very important here, divine understanding and wisdom, and divine freedom. There's a huge self-sacrifice pattern here. Part of it is, certainly comes from the culture, the culture of uh, that you grew up in or, or whatever the culture was that made you feel responsible or not didn't make you feel responsible, but you responded to the cultural and societal uh, focus that you would be responsible for your mom or, or whoever else. And, but it also comes from so many lives of responsibility and having to give up who you are, what you loved, what was important to you in order just to put food in your family's mouth or find shelter or uh, serve your 
husband or serve your master uh, if you were enslaved or in some way. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! So, so we're 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 bringing in this this energy to begin to neutralize this really intense self-sacrifice pattern. There's also a spiritual element here, which I see a lot that the element of course is in order to be a good person, you have to follow the rules. You have to follow what is dictated above by the other, by authorities or by those ahead of you or above you or however you interpret it. And so the, there's often connected with that, that you wouldn't be a good person if you didn't follow the rules. And this is tremendously burdensome for you. And I'm going to tell you, there's an element here because you are a fifth dimensional and you carry this tremendous knowledge and experience and wisdom and energy. There's a part of you that actually is very connected with the unlimited nature of who you are with all that you are and all that you can do. And so that part of you with all the shoulds coming from the whatever society, whatever culture you're in, whatever the rules are, holds you in a box or boxes that is the frustration and the difficulty for you is very huge. It's so interesting because of it, how this relates to what I was just talking about earlier. And this is true for all of us guys that we we're used to being able to be out of the box. We are capable of being out of the box that we don't have to follow, you know, just like what the higher self said earlier, we don't have to go to school to get the engineering degree to be a bit bridge builder. We already carry the ability to build bridges, bridges of understanding, bridges of energy, bridges of communication, bridges of love, bridges of whatever. We're so capable and we can be out of the box. We don't have to necessarily, I mean, there are going to be times where we do have to follow the societal rules, but there's a lot more flexibility now out there than there used to be. So at the fifth dimensional level, the inner level, we understand that. We know that. We've lost sight of it. We have so many encrustments. We have so many energetics and belief systems we've taken on over eons of lifetimes. But deep down, we know that. And this, for you, Claudia, and for a lot of us, makes it even extra big, extra difficult, extra burdensome. You just want to step out of the box. Like you said, you want to just move away, live a year doing nothing but figuring out who you are. And I want to call in that divine freedom, that divine opening, the divine breath the divine remembering of all that you are, the divine experiencing all that you are. Wow. Keep in mind that so many lives, we stepped out of the box. We stepped into our destiny pattern. We did something different that maybe was acceptable in those societies or cultures. And we were hung. We were imprisoned. We were buried alive. We were uh, tortured. We were whatever. So stepping out of the box also has the element of fear. 
So it's not just that we want to be good people or we're used to doing or we have to be responsible or else we wouldn't have food in our mouths and all of that. We also, on the other side, also have fear of stepping out, of doing something different, not following the rules, being different. So I want the, the, this energy to also move in and dissolve all of that. And I'm seeing it, and this is very interesting, I'm seeing it move out into the limbs, symbolically, your limbs. It's, it's freeing. It's as if before your limbs were so weighted down and tied. They didn't have any freedom. You couldn't stand up and run. You couldn't walk. You couldn't uh, open doors. You, you just, oh, I see it affecting now blinders uh, on the eyes and in the ears. Uh, you know, symbolically, I'm seeing it affect a lot of stuff up in the head, the, the, understand, the misunderstandings, the misunderstandings interpretations, the misconceptions that you've carried for many lifetimes uh, about all of this. And there's it's just a tremendous freeing action that's going on. A lot of dissolving of these, oh my God, a lot of dissolving of the, of the encrustments. Um, I really am seeing here that there's a lot more freedom in your environment than you realize is there because of the heavy belief systems and the heavy experiences and the heavy encrustments that you carry. And what I am seeing is that the environment itself is beginning to shift because it was really so much of you holding yourself stuck because of those belief systems, and this is what we all do. We think it's coming from external, but it, uh, I mean, it, with something we can't help that has nothing to do with this. But in fact, uh, we, are, we are creating it for ourselves. We are 100% responsible for creating our environment. And so what I'm seeing is that as these shifts are going on in your energetic field, as the hope is dissolving a lot of this stuff the, and all the other energies that I've called in or activated and empowered with the originating source energies, there's just this element of lightness coming in. And the, this element, all of this light that you carry is moving into the environment and it's shifting the environment. It is shifting the environment. And uh, so that's good news. I don't know how the environment is shifting exactly. I'm not getting specifics, but I see it working on the environment, including the people in the environment. And I just have a feeling that this is going to help you with your mom, with your sister, with everybody that is, you know, that's part of the burden that you, you're carrying. So um, I want to work specifically on the fear. This, I know... Um, we have three more sessions or two more sessions of the three, but I do on the show, but I do want to address the fear. And it's the element of the out of left field coming from behind the unexpected. This kind of fear has been something that has uh, affected you many, many times in the past. And it's for all of us. We, we, can't go through life anywhere, anytime without having the unexpected. So it's really kind of a culmination 
of the unexpected, the fear of the unknown, the fear that you can't control things, the fear that something could hit you out of left field. And I want you to begin to really dissolve that fear. And I, I want, I don't know if you ever experienced bombing, being bombed, but I bring it up because I did have someone else once that I saw this pattern of the unexpected, the being hit out of left field. And it turned out that she had been involved in bombing as a child and actual bombing. And I, I didn't realize it, but when I started working on the pattern, uh, it really had a very positive effect on her. So I don't know that you've ever been bombed, but whether you have or not, the unexpected is in all of our lives. You, you know, we don't know, but again, the, it ref, it's reflected in the belief system. And so the, the we want to work on the fear that something's going to hurt you again, hit you again, and the ripple effect from that event and from the events you've had in all the lives where you've had that unexpected thing hit you. And I, want, I just want to watch that, your light, tackle the ripple effect. I'm seeing an actual ripple effect, symbolic, of course, coming out from this dark, experience. In this life, it was the homeless guy hitting you, but in other lives, it was other things that were unexpected. You could have had other things unexpected in this life, and it's created like dropping a big rock in a pond, these ripples that come out and affect you in many different ways. It sets up the fear. It sets up the um, distrust. Now there's distrust for all the homeless people that you see. And it affects you in every way, you said, in all parts of your life. So I'm watching the light as the ripple effects move symbolically out from the center of that experience and that experience and all other experiences like it, whether the details are different or not. I see the ripple effects moving into the light and they're being dissolved as 360 degrees. They're being dissolved. Now, coming out of that is a tremendous amount of pain and sorrow. There's ripple effects of that, too. Uh, there's been loss, a lot of loss. This instance, you didn't lose your life. You didn't, uh, you didn't get injured uh, seriously where you lost, you know, you became disabled or something. But there has been loss of people and health and all sorts of things with other situations in the past. So we want the loss issue. It's also coming out. We want that to be neutralized, that ripple effect and fear of loss, fear that it will come in again. So we want all of that. And oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm feeling it just pulsing out these, this ripple effect from the heart. There's just a lot of despair and a lot of hurt here. It's not just from the homeless incident, it's also from the burden, it's also from the, the responsibility, the self-sacrifice, taking on the responsibility of the world around you, uh, that kind of burden, the exhaustion. It's been heartbreaking, and that's what's really pulsing out now. I feel out of the heart area just, just ripple effects of all the heartbreak you've ever had, and those ripples are moving into the light, and the well is pretty deep here. It's pretty deep because, of course, we've tapped into the totality of the soul journey. And so we're tapping into the many, many lifetimes that you felt this way, that you've experienced this kind of thing. A lot of despair, a lot of hopelessness. 
lot of hopelessness and helplessness. I mean, you can't be more helpless when somebody comes up from behind and hits us. You can't be more helpless than that. There's no way we can do anything because we don't see it coming. So uh, the helplessness is also, and I want to call in divine power to be one of the energies that we work from the inside out. The divine power, of course, is not the kind of power that we think of in the often in such a negative way, it is the power that connects us to the pure soul essence, that purest, most perfect, most personally potent point of power that we carry. And I don't mean to say it over and over again, but it, in fact, is really important that we begin to wrap our heads around this concept of just all that power that we have, all that ability that we have. We have the power of the miraculous. We carry that power. And so I want each and every one of you, especially you, Claudia, to tap into that divine power. And I do see it beginning to shift. I sense a big shift coming uh, for you. It's as if the light, this huge light that we've been working with, that you are, is, is now almost... Settling in to your consciousness in some way, that it's settling in to the know, at the knowingness level. And that hope, that hope that we tapped into from the network is still processing, still moving, still penetrating all that parts of you that had literally given up. Whoa. I'm just watching it. I'm just sensing it. I'm hoping that each and every one of you of the listeners, uh, whether live or in the archives, are also doing this and working on these issues for yourselves. Very important that we address that we address these things. The energy, of course, also goes into the energetic field and dissolves the thoughts, the habits, the emotional blueprints. Everything that we've carried forward, lifetime after lifetime, it is uh, addressing those. I don't know how much at the soul level that you or anybody else is going to actually release. The soul is very proprietary in a way, whatever it's used to having for eons of time. It's scared to give up, so we want to, uh, so it usually releases layers instead of the whole pattern at once. But I want to uh, ask that you focus on neutralizing resistance of any kind or any reluctance to heal this pattern. The, you've lived with this a long time, these patterns. And the result is that it becomes almost like a security point. We know who we are. We know what life is going to be like. There's no guessing, okay? And it takes the unknown out of the equation and becomes that security point. And that's why the soul has, is reluctant to let some of this stuff go. And I am feeling some of that fear, some of that reluctance to be gone. We, when we're in a pattern like this, we develop workarounds. We develop um, coping styles. We know how to handle it on a certain level. The workarounds, the coping styles, the defense mechanisms, whatever it is that we've come into play, don't really work all that well. They take away some of the sting, but still we know we can handle it somewhat. And so, again, there can be resistance. And so what we want to do is 
We want to neutralize the belief systems that there's no solutions, there's no other way, there's no other doors opening, that it's unsafe somehow to come out of this closet or this box of being miserable. We want to release and uh, have come out into the light more ripple effects of the fears, the distrust, the reluctance, the resistance, anything along those lines. The fear of change, the fear of unknown. You have a big part of you that is just um, pushing to come out. It reminds me of the kids on a snow day. It's dark and snowy and freezing out there, and it's, but it's snowing, and the little kids, all they want to do is go out and play, and the parents are reluctant because it's so, you know, you can't see a foot in front of your face, and their kids are little, and they feel I should be, you know, go out and protect them. They don't want them to get hurt, and it's just a huge deal to get all the, the clothes on, you know, the parkas and mittens and hats and this, that, and the other, the boots. And so, you know, there's a, there's a part of the parents that are just holding back the kids. Well, let's wait for at least to stop snowing or let's wait for this or wait for that. And the kids are chomping at the bit to get outside into that snow. And this is what I'm feeling for you. You are chomping at the bit to get rid of these patterns that have been holding you prisoner for a long time and it's not just this life but you chose this prison in order to become aware of it if you lived this life in this prison the, these patterns were not here it would tell me that you at the soul level either don't have these patterns or you're taking a break because the patterns are so difficult you just need uh, a rest in, in this life and we all do that um, but you chose these patterns they're very intense and it's that part that's trying to break through that is, has pushed you to this limit. It's taken to this much to get you to, to really address this. And the reason it's taken you so long is that these patterns are deep and they're so painful, so difficult, and you've tried in the past and you've given up on that too. So we want to release into this brilliant light, the fears of failure again. You've tried in the past to change. I see this clear as day. You've tried to be something different, and I don't mean just the past of this life. I'm talking about lifetimes where you've tried to, in your own way, shift this pattern. But here's the deal. You have never been in a lifetime that has been part of this evolutionary thrust movement where the energies and the help and the acceleration is bigger than it's ever been. The consciousness that we're all moving to is more expanded than it's ever been. So whatever you tried in the past were in lives that were much more limited in concept, in help, in solutions. But here on this planet, there is real help. And so we want you, I want you to release all that sense of failure because it's, it's something that's not related it's not applicable to this life. You can do it. There is help here that's real. And so I want all those ripple effects from the past failures to be moving into the light. And that's what's coming up now, this, the ripple effect of all the failures. 
and the belief systems that are tied to it, the mis- excuse me, the misunderstandings that are a part of it. So I want all of that to be moving into, and it is, you're doing a great job. Oh my gosh, Claudia, you're doing a great job. Oh my gosh, I have two callers. Wow. I just now looking, I want to finish the healing and then I will get to you both. Uh, We don't have much longer, but let me finish this healing up and I'll get to you both. Okay, the higher selves are indicating that we do not have to do more on the healing because we have two more sessions, uh, one next week and then the following week. And so with that, they are putting that cocoon around you, Claudia, because you are still in process. We can finish the session on the radio in order to move on to something, but you are in process and you will continue to process until the point in time where you don't agree anymore at the soul level. And it's also going to help you with your acclimation, that cocoon. So with that, I am going to end the session soon. Anyway, Claudia, I hope you're okay. I, my heart goes out to you. I really felt a huge amount of movement. We will be back doing a healing next week and I want to thank all the listeners, as always, for being a part of the show. And let me know. Again, contact me, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Either one, contact me. Ideas, thoughts, comments, requests for healings, anything. I'd love to hear from anybody, and I do respond. Sometimes it takes me a day or two. It depends on the amount of emails that come in in any one day and my schedule for that day, but you absolutely will hear from me and I encourage you. I want everybody to think about to the the concept of how unlimited we are. Also remembering that network of hope that we set up last week. We can tap into that at any time. It carries every energy. We aren't tied to just the hope, but if you go back and listen to the show last week, you'll see you learn how we can use it. It's a nice tool. It came in great handy for using it for Claudia. As I mentioned earlier, I've been using it for myself and for others. I've passed this week a couple of bad accidents, and I utilize the energy calling in the, the hope for the all the people involved in the accidents and, of course, for their friends and family that have, you know, more ripple effects that go out that affect everybody around. So it's, it's a wonderful tool. It's a healing tool that we all have access to at any point in time, 24-7. So go back and listen to the show last week if you get a chance. I'm just encouraging, you know, you know me. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to say goodbye. And until next week, I really appreciate each and every one of you and thank you for being part of this show so i don't know the outro i don't know how to start it now because this whole thing has changed maybe it just goes automatically at the end of the two hours now because i'm anyway the whole thing is weird I don't know why. I don't know. 
Okay. Well, I have to do some reading up on this because it's it's definitely changed how how I do the show. And as I said, the blog talk never notified us of the changes. So I'm like clueless. Anyway, again, thank you. I love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And with that, we're going to end the episode. Okay. Hey, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda dealer. You might know us from our random acts of helpfulness. Recently, we gave a veteran a brand new 50cc scooter to help him get to his appointments at the VA hospital. And we can help you get around too, with a great deal on a reliable, award-winning Honda, like the 2016 Accord LX, a 2016 IIHS top safety pick with a built-in rear-view camera. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you, and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. 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 Helpfulness for someone you know.